I think it's very important for Start Boston Week to be free because again, like it it is the way to bring everyone together, but also on an equal level. It doesn't matter if you are a very well-known investor, if you are a serial founder, or if you are a student, everyone is truly treated the same throughout Start Boston Week, which I think is because it's a free ticket. There's no levels. Y'all have access to the same thing for those five days. And I think that that is what's so unique and makes it such a magical experience is because it's free and everyone is really at the same level, coming at it with the same level. No one gets a special you know, privilege during that week by any means. Hey, it's Zach from Boston Speaks Up. That is the voice of Stephanie Rulick. She is the founder and CEO of Startup Boston. And I think a lot of listeners are going to know Startup Boston Week. If you're like me and you're curious who's behind Startup Boston Week, which has hundreds of impressive speakers and thousands of attendees every year, um, I wanted to find out. And it turns out it's Stephanie Rulick. Um, she was kind enough to ask me to come on stage at uh, Startup Boston Week, uh, September 11th to September 15th. So I'll actually be on stage September 14th doing a couple, two, three uh, episodes of Boston Speaks Up um, live recorded at the event, and then they'll be available on demand later. Uh, but today, you get to hear me interview Stephanie, and you get to hear about her sort of founder story and and sort of the arc that she went through um, in founding Startup Boston. Really, she decided on it at the end of 2016. And by fall of 2017, she had you know what is arguably one of the most impressive um, you know, startup uh, community-led uh, events that really any startup ecosystem in the States has these days. It's, it's so impressive what she's doing. And I just really admire Stephanie a lot. And I'm really grateful that, that I had the time with her and I'm able to share this conversation with you all. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Zach Servideo here from Boston Speaks Up, and I'm here with Stephanie Rulick. She is the founder and CEO of Startup Boston. Hi, Stephanie. How are you today? Zach, I am doing great. We are, you know, at this moment that we're recording, we're 12 days out from our annual conference. So a lot happening. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you here. Excited to um, have this chat and, and get it out ahead of uh, Startup Boston Week. And uh, want to give sort of listeners uh, an opportunity right off the bat here for you to give sort of like an overview of like sort of all the things you're up to, but but certainly um, let them know about you know the the event that is to come um, September 11th. Yeah, for sure. So really excited. Um, at this moment, the Startup Boston team is working diligently on organizing our seventh annual Startup Boston Week, which will be the week of September 11th to 15th, right at Suffolk University, which is in downtown Boston. Um, and really the whole idea behind that conference is to bring together the entire uh, startup ecosystem. So it's the founders, the students, the startup employees, investors, mentors, uh, really everyone who plays a role in both starting and scaling, not just a startup, but also a startup's department. Um, so really excited to get, you know, close to like six, 7,000 folks like together in one area um, for five free days of networking and learning from one another. Um, and then of course, after the week, it's all about, you know, planning what's next. We do a lot of other stuff throughout the year, not just Startup Boston Week. So there's always a lot going on, but right now it's full steam ahead for the conference. Cool. Let's so let's stay on the conference a little bit because that's what's you know we'll be putting this out and, and it'll be a reminder to folks that have been in the past or have been like, oh, I meant to go. I I, I need, you know I should have gone. Like, talk a little bit about um, the the sort of programming at the conference and and sort of some of the things you're excited to sort of introduce um, to the conference this year. Oh, yes. We have so many wonderful things happening in five days. And when I say those five days are jam-packed, I truly, truly mean it. We have over 100 sessions happening throughout the week. We also have close to 
300 speakers that we're highlighting. Um, so there is a lot of learning opportunities available to you. Um, a few of the things I'm really looking forward to are our newest additions to the conference. So one of them is our podcast stage where Boston Speaks Up will also be there doing live interviews week of. We also have headshots occurring throughout the week. You get to have your own personalized Start of Boston Week album. So when you see our photographer, Kevin Ty, walking around the conference, like definitely be like, take a photo of me because then you get that photo at the end of the conference. We also have our first ever startup crawl. That is correct. It's going to be what I call the traveling feast where you get a lot of different types of drinks and food with people at different locations throughout Tuesday night. It's going to be super, super exciting. Um, And also what I really am excited about throughout the whole conference is just to go back to like the the basics of the sessions in terms of all the questions you're going to get answered. Like this is the place that if you have questions on how to do something to start your startup, to start your company, um, you know, to find a mentor, anything like that. This is the place to go. This is the place where you get your questions answered. It is ultimately the whole reason why I started the conference back in 2017 was because I had questions as someone in the startup world as a new founder. I wanted someone to go and answer my questions. So this whole conference, like, there's so many fun things happening, like I just mentioned, but ultimately, this is the place to get those questions answered. There is no wrong question. Ask as many questions as you want during the session. Flag a speaker down after the session. This is all about networking, getting answers to your questions. So if you were thinking about how you should go, this is your sign to say you should be there. So I'm excited to see you there. Nice. That was good. I think uh, much of that riff right there will have to be used for some of our promo uh, (laughs) video assets we'll put out. I'll make a little note in the notebook there. Uh, I want to double click on, you just mentioned sort of starting the event back in 2017. I kind of want to talk about sort of what your thinking was behind, you know, initially starting Startup Boston and Startup Boston Week. I'll just say from my perspective, like it's a very, it's a question that I naturally had when I moved back to Boston from LA and I saw Startup Boston Week and the sort of like vibrancy around it. And I was like, who's behind this? Like, this is really impressive. It's like, it's all like volunteered, like led and driven. And there's like hundreds of speakers and thousands of attendees. Like, it's a really impressive feat. And so I'm just curious, like, um, and there's, you know, the, the, I'm so happy we're doing this because I feel like the community should get to know you more. Like, you know, you, like you grew, you know, so you're local. You grew, you grew up in Billerica. Was was entrepreneurship on your radar as a, you know, as a young Merrimack Valley lass? Yeah. Um, and 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 I'm just curious, like that arc of sort of your childhood into like you're behind like a really dope, um, you know, startup community event and really like movement that. Um, you know, folks like me, we're like, it's magnetizing us together. And I think there's more and more to come from our collaboration over the years to come as, as we'll continue to happen with all these collaborations we're having with folks. So long-winded way of saying I'm super impressed, but I want to know like your backstory, like where, like you grew up in Barica, but like, tell me more and, and sort of like arc it all the way to like, you know, the, the sort of impetus behind, um, starting Startup Boston and Startup Week Boston. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I did grow up in Billerica. I always let folks know that. Um, I really love, uh, you know, spending a, most of my life um, in Billerica itself. But one one fun fact, I guess, about me is that the first seven years of my life, I did not live in Billerica. The first seven years of my life, I actually lived in Russia, Malaysia, and Thailand. So wow. I moved around a lot um, in the beginning. And I think a lot of that kind of, you know, framed who I became as a person. Um, the first seven years of your life, you know, you're learning a lot about who you are, how to interact with folks. Um, and from moving around to different countries that do not speak English, I very much learned how to be a loner and how to, you know, kind of honestly entertain myself. You know, I read a lot. I wrote a lot. I used my imagination. Um, and I'm very thankful for that experience. You know, at the time when you're a kid, you're not so thankful for it. But as an adult, looking back, I'm very thankful for it because it really enabled me to let my imagination run wild. And then when I moved 
to Billerica. Um, of course, you know, people, you know, kids can be mean sometimes. So no one really wanted to be friends with the new girl. So as a result, um, I very much was a loner growing up. Um, and yeah, I used my time a lot in that fashion of really thinking of different things. So one of the things that I did was I would daydream up, hey, this is going to be like the future summer camp. Like, and I basically wrote up what I wish my summer camp looks like. Like we are talking, I, I drew a map in terms of where each of the bunk houses were. I wrote up the schedule for every single day. I wrote up what the curriculum was, you know, for arts and crafts class. Like I got into it. And at the time I did it because I was just, you know, using my imagination, pretending, you know, what I wish I was attending, what I wish, you know, my social life was like. Um, but ironically, you know, it all came back down to work out well for Star Boston Week because that is exactly what happened. You know, fast forward to when I was 25 and, you know, I thought about, you know, doing this conference. I did the same thing where I wrote down, okay, this is going to be what I would like the curriculum to be and who I would like the speakers to be. And it's just kind of magical how a lot of like our upbringing can really reflect and, you know, be a huge pull for like what we end up doing in adulthood. And ultimately, Startup Boston Week was born because I wanted that community. I was a new founder at the time. I had no plans to be a founder. I wanted to be an actress. Like, let's get real. Like, that was my pipe dream back in high school. Um, again, going back to pretend land, right? All for awful circle right there. Um, but then when, you know, I did stumble into the startup scene, I fell in love with it. I was like, oh my goodness, like I can let my imagination go wild in even a larger way than I ever imagined as a kid. Like I can build something out of nothing. That's awesome. And I think like that is what's so exciting about the startup scene and why so many of us founders, you know, stumble into startup land and then decide to make our whole career and our whole life within Startup Land itself is because you can build something out of nothing. You can build something that hasn't existed before. So Startup Boston Week like really came because I was like, well, I want that community. Let's go do this together. Let's build something out of nothing together. We're all building something a bit different, but there's so many different things that we can all share with one another. There's different common threads, regardless as to what industry you're in. Um, and I really created Star Boston Week to answer those questions and to create my own community um, that I didn't have um, as a kid, but also as a new founder. So that's a, a little bit of the nuts and bolts in yeah. terms of what happened and how it came to be. That's cool. That was a passionate um, riff there. And well, I'm very really, passionate about that. I really appreciate here. it. Actually, I have a couple, <laughs> I have a couple follow-up questions because you mentioned the, the sort of acting dream. And I, my, my first question is sort of like, I, I get maybe some theater vibes. Like, as you seem like you, you, as you mentioned, you know, maybe didn't have as many friends and you kind of were doing your own thing, but I feel like you, like, were you always confident, like in front of people and on stage? Like, is that something you sought out? Like, was there like theater, you ever do, I mean, stand up's hard. So I don't mean to make like, oh, you ever just go do stand up. But like, was, were you ever like, what kind of performances did you do? Like, in your youth, any, any fun sort yeah, of things yeah. to share there? I mean, I would definitely say a shout out to my mom. She instilled a lot of confidence in me as a child. She, she would say, I wanted to raise a confident kid and she did. So good job, mom. I appreciate you for that. Um, and then, yes, I mean, I did a lot of theater growing up. Um, I actually landed the lead role in a lot of those plays. I was really good at it. Um, I can see but that. I <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. I That's what it. I thought. I'm like, my, my brother and sister were theater. I'm like, I'm getting those theater lead vibes. Okay, so confirmed. Okay. I was very good um, and still am at memorizing information incredibly quickly um, and getting on stage and just, you know, being someone else. I was really good at it. Um, but I will say one of the things I did love about theater, there's two things that I'll take from it. One is you kind of, you know, so very much uh, correctly induced is uh 
it, it definitely helps with speaking in public, you know, especially when you're running a conference. It definitely helps with, you know, taking the stage, being at the front, you know, managing that experience. Um, and also, I think the big thing, and this is going to sound so silly, but it's so true. I learned how to speak from my diaphragm. <laughs> so I do not need a microphone. If I enter into yeah. a, a room of hundreds of people and I need to calm yeah. them down, I got it. I don't need a mic. <laughs> no problem. I got that. So uh, so you heard that, everyone. Crowd here. control. <laughs> Ste- Stephanie's on crowd control next week, uh, in a couple weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. You will, <laughs> you will hear me from a mile away. <laughs> I haven't stated I would like a microphone. It stays my vocal cords. So there you go. You know, well, that's it. I'm good with that. It will be a long. It will be a long week. Yeah, that's great. So use my voice uh, towards the end of it for sure. Nice. So, um, what was it like? So, it was Endash, the company that you started, and you and the founder of, and like, just I'm curious, like, what's your what's your founder story there? Like, you mentioned kind of, and a lot of people do, right? I mean, I grew up in Methuen. How you doing? Um, and you know, we grow up too far from each other. I did not know the word entrepreneur. You know, it's a word. You know, entrepreneurship, uh, financial education, uh, financial literacy. Like, there's certain things I hope and I believe. I certainly will in my household with my daughters. Like, get taught to kids at a young age. But didn't know what an entrepreneur was. Knew that from my UPS driving dad. Like, he gave me. He was like, "Hey, you don't want to be on your feet all the time." You know, like. Like, do good in school and like get a job in like an office and like you know you know get a cubicle you get to sit at a desk and like do something and I was like that was kind of like my understanding of business and then you know probably maybe similar to you um, and like a lot of people I meet they're we sort of like all of a sudden like oh wow like Boston's this like startup kind of tech haven that it just didn't connect and ba- you know side note like maybe I have like started to make connections with groups and guests about like making connections between Boston and Lowell and Lawrence and these like hubs, like, you know, some, sometimes in Memorack Valley and other places where like, and you maybe have already done this, but like bring startup week, Boston programming to like, sort of like the communities that a lot of people have also recoiled back to because we're not all working. We're, you know, we work from home, you and I. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot of opportunity to sort of like, bring the magic of the startup ecosystem in new england but certainly that where boston is the epicenter and bring it into communities it wasn't like that when you were growing up in Borica. so i'm sort of curious like how did you become a founder you know what's your founder story yeah yeah no and i mean honestly you just uh shared shared a lot of great nuggets too there's a lot more that can be done through throughout New England and, you know, outside of just Boston itself. But I'm sure we'll tackle that a little bit more here in the future. Um, But really from this end, I mean, yeah, I I definitely just like stumbled upon it. Like much like you, it was not even on my radar. Um, Honestly, like this is going to sound very, very... very stupid but like you know when i'm in high school i didn't even really think about what a founder was like it really wasn't on my radar like you're like you know obviously in retrospect you're like well obviously someone had a creative stuff but at the time like i wasn't thinking that way i was thinking the same thing as you um obviously and my pipe dream at that time of wanting to be an actress clearly didn't pan out um but i was like you know maybe it'd be fun to like you know work in the film industry which is all like you know desk jobs like we're thinking you know an assistant to someone or you know maybe work you know full time in an editing studio and make trailers for movies that was like another thing right like so we're very much thinking similar things like i was looking for the solid paycheck nine to five lifestyle clock in clock out um and there is absolutely nothing with that career move either. Like, I just want to make that super clear. There is nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But when I did stumble on the startup world, like, then I realized that I wanted something different on a personal level. And I, I became a little bit more risky and was okay without a solid paycheck and was okay working crazy hours because I loved it. And yeah. I think it all comes down to just finding your passion as a person, whether that is founding a company, working at a startup, or, you know, perhaps you want to do something different. And you do. You want to, you know, create trailers for movies or, you know, be on the stage as an actress. Like, everyone has their own passion, right? For Endash, essentially how I landed on that was at that time, um, I was 
23 when I first met the founder of Endash, Mike Brown. Um, he started a marketing agency called Endash Marketing. And at that time, no one wanted to hire me. This was a job that I found off the of Craigslist. Um, it was not a lot of money <laughs> at all. I think I was making like less than 40K for the first year. But I just worked full time for the marketing agency and Dash Marketing. Um, and from there, the founder, Mike Brown and I, we got along really well. And he had an idea for a software platform. And I was like, that sounds fun. Why not do it? Like, I like that. Um, and then I took the leap, you know, with him and the CTO, Andre, um, back in August of 2016 to start Endash, which is the software company still around today. Um, connects writers and brands. You can check them out. Um, but that is like really kind of how I fell into it. It was just more of a why not type of approach. Like, it sounds fun. I'm 25. I can, you know, afford this risk. I have nothing tying me down at the moment. I decide to take the leap. It honestly wasn't really thought out. It was just a why not do it. Um, and then really when that started in August 2016, that's when I start looking for that community. And really in December of 2016 is when I started planning the first Startup Boston Week, which was in September of 2017. And mm -hmm. same thing for Startup Boston Week. It was just more of a Oh, like it would be really fun to bring people together. Like, why not create the conference? And even when people are like, oh, did you choose September in 2017 because it was conference season? No, I literally chose September in 2017 because I was like, that's enough time for me to figure out yeah. how to build this. Yeah. And uh, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, felt, yeah. <laughs> well, can I just say, you know, one of the things I love about you, Stephanie, the more I'm getting to know you, because now we've chatted a couple times, you're in the flow. and And there's a level of like, well, and you know what that means, like you're because you, you 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 go a bit on your gut and your instincts, and so it's actually like you know you mentioned like yeah there wasn't a ton of thought put in it was just like you felt you were inclined to make that leap with the founder of N Dash Marketing and the CTO, and you just you kind of just that was your you flow that was your flow like you flowed that way, and then you see like okay like I'm gonna need like support community like let's do something all right like eh, probably about get it ready by September it's like that's I relate to that a lot. And I, and I, and I also like it, I just, I admire that in you because I think there's a level of vulnerability there, right? Because you're someone that's willing to say, I'm going to do this thing. It's not, but it, by the way, good luck planning out and knowing the beginning, beginning, middle, end of the future. None of us do. Um, yeah. I did recently t tell, uh, introduce um, my daughter to, to oldest to back to the future. So like, you know, in the movies, but not like okay. we can't go into the great movie. Right. Um, but we don't know where things are going. We just kind of have to flow and be agile and figure it out and um, and be willing to commit to something. And yeah. and it's like, that's like being a good marketer too. It's like you commit, you, you call it an experiment, whatever you want. You put stuff out in the world. You you, you have good ways of like listening or, or collecting information and data to understand like, how did it go? <laughs> yeah. And then you evolve it, right? Um, and I am curious, like, so I'm curious, like how that first event went based on like what you hypothesized and things that like didn't go well, but things that were like, oh shit, I think I'm on to something. Uh, like what, like what were some of those moments you had that first September in, in 2017? Oh, yes. So really, <laughs> you know, from the time in December, 2016 to the first conference in September, 2017, we're talking, you know, less than a 10 month. Um, to, you know, make this happen and to really wield it into existence at this point. Um, it was quite a moment. I mean, I just think about that whole 10 months and how much I did not know. <laughs> and I'm surprised <laughs> it happened. It was great. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the first, the first month, I was like, well, I need a team of people to help make this happen. And I asked multiple people to be on the team with me, and they all said no. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that didn't exactly go as planned, but yeah. I'm like, we can do this. Like at this point, I already decided that it's going to happen. So it's going to happen. Um, even if I end up with egg on my face, it was going to happen because I never, I never want to look back and think like, yeah. oh, I could have tried it. Like, no, just don't try it. Like, Yep. Worst case, it doesn't work out, and people you were committed. You, yeah. But you know what? The people making fun of you never tried. So, like, yeah. just remember that. Right. So, eventually, I did find a couple folks to tag along and to help support it. Those people joined, I want to say, in March or April of 2017. And at that point, I'd already had been planning it out for like, you know, a solid 90, 100 days. Um, 
And I really like, you know, we had a team of maybe like three of us. And it was a lot of just like literally throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. We ended up with a speaker list of about 125 people the first year and 40 events in five days that, that you know, five-day conference. It had to be five days. It could not be less. It had to be five because it's a week-long conference. It's Star Boston yeah. week. It had to be five yeah. days. So yeah. literally to get the speakers at that time, I emailed hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of folks just blindly. Like I just mm-hmm. really was just trying to see who would want to speak at this conference? And they had to be, mm-hmm. you know, in the startup world. So I did do research to like, you know, confirm who they were and what they did. But at the end of the day, I was like, please, just someone say yes. Like, I just need someone yeah. to say yes. Um, yeah. And we got some really like big speakers, like the first year of Startup Boston Week, which I think really helped set us on the map. And we yeah. never would have gotten those big names like, you know, Brian Halligan of HubSpot or Paul mm-hmm. Lieberman of DraftKings or Peter uh, Caputa of Databox, like if I never just took a leap and tried to get them yeah. and they said yes. And it was yeah. incredible. And that really helped us put us put us on the map. So yeah. that first year of Star Boston Week in 2017, the night before, I don't think I slept at all. I was an anxious stressed out mess i was like no one's going to show up i was so nervous so people did people showed up 2500 people showed up the first wow um and then i was like great that's a good starting point let's do it again and then at that point you know you have your whole novel of learnings because I don't know what I was doing that first year. So 2018 really became about let's do it better. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's safe to say that every single year we're improving it. I mean, this is our seventh year doing it. And I already have a novel of everything I want to do different for 2024. So, you know, there's always something you can improve. There's always something you can do better. Um, But yeah, that first year with that showing, I was like, this can be something. Like, this is just the beginning. Let's make it better. That's so cool. I'm curious how you continue to put on a five-day, full-week event for free, and talk a little bit about sort of the the like sort of the the model to sort of underwrite the event, um, so that so that because what I I love your mission because it's it's very aligned with Boston Speaks Up mission. Like, similarly, I was like. This like this should exist, and I'm just going to reach out to people and like let's let's make this happen. Um, I also it's very important to me that the you know content and and access to the tech community is sort of like accessible to people. Um, and so I love the accessibility of Startup Boston Week, um, but that's not easy, right? It's become a bigger production. There's there are costs associated. So like, how do you cover the costs associated with the event and not put that cost onto the attendees? Yeah, for sure. So I think it's very important for Startup Boston Week to be free because again, like it it is the way to bring everyone together, but also on an equal level. It doesn't matter if you are a very well known investor, if you are a serial founder, or if you are a student. Everyone is truly treated the same throughout Star Boston Week, which I think is because it's a free ticket. There's no levels. You all have access to the same thing for those five days. And I think that that is what's so unique and makes it such a magical experience is because it's free and everyone is really at the same level, coming at it with the same level. No one gets a special you know, privilege during that week by any means. Um, the way we keep it free is really through our sponsors. Um, we've been very fortunate to have some incredible partners that support us throughout the years of Startup Boston Week. Um, you know, some folks have really been with us, you know, for quite a few years now. I think I've been um, here on from Brown Rudnick. He was with us when he was back at McCarter English. And then he, you know, came over and supported us when he joined over at Brown Rudnick as well. Like he's been such an incredible partner now for five years. Like truly cannot thank him enough. Or folks like JustWorks, you know, that sponsored last year and are coming back again this year. So we have some incredible partners of the conference. Um, that have really supported the mission, believe in the mission, want to be a part of, you know, supporting and playing a role in connecting the startup community. So just really excited um, about their support. And honestly, like that is what keeps it free is because, you know, they, 
cut us a check and they mm-hmm. help pay because conferences cost money to put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what makes this a free conference is because they're covering the cost of, you know, the software we need to run the process, printing the signage, paying for the food, paying for the drink, um, you know, everything that goes into it. The AV equipment, for example, that's a whole thing. Like they're really the ones supporting it. That's cool. As as time goes on, and time has gone on with like, so you've learned how to develop a sponsored um, sponsorship model. Yes, that, that, was, that was a learning curve. Yeah. We got like no money a, year one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's something you like. You figure out, um, and then as you figure it out, then and I imagine like the evolution of that. It's sort of like the evolution for um, developed a lot of like branded and like sponsored products for companies and whatnot like then once you set the thing up then it's like oh like how can we create more value like okay like there can be like these go-to-market sort of like digital like all right the sponsors are sponsoring the event they show up at the event but they can they can show up in the form you know they can get folders of assets that were their co-branded partners like startup boston week and you know partner x like bring Mm -hmm. you know bringing to you sort of so there's all these like I'm curious, like some of those enhancement layers, maybe you've layered on and, and also like maybe some of the things that, um, or maybe we're experiencing right now um, with sponsors or maybe some of the things that you're sort of looking forward to in the future. Yeah. I mean, I will definitely say sponsorship and honestly, sales was a whole new skill set I had to learn. So mm-hmm. when we think of, you know, the first, uh, like the beginning of Startup Boston Week, 2017, 2018, um, there was like minimal money coming in. Like I did not know how to sell at all. Yeah. I could not figure it out. Um, yeah. And I think in 2019 is when I started to finally get my stride and be like, okay, I think I understand now what people will pay for. Like, all right, we can pull these levers. That makes sense. Then 2020 happened and everyone's like, well, there's no money. We don't know what's happening. Everyone's getting sick. We're in a pandemic. We're like tightening our belt. It was a little bit yeah. of a different time then. Um, and then I really feel like, you know, post-pandemic, well, if we want to call it post, I don't know. Yeah. Mixed, mixed feelings there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really from that endpoint, I'd say over the last like year or two is when we really kind of started to figure out more of our stride, what the deck looked like. Um, and we, we make improvements every single year. Like the deck this year, we definitely went off of what we did in 2022, but we did improve it. We did other things. We learned more about what people were interested in and what folks would pay for, but also what provided more value to our sponsors as well. Ultimately, mm-hmm. um, you know, when Whenever we work with any of our sponsors for Star Boston, we, we want to make sure we're connecting them to the community. We're positioning them as a thought leader. Startups think of them first and foremost when it comes time to, you know, acquire a service or, you know, sign up for um, a software. So really kind of working with them more to get feedback in terms of, hey, how did it go? Like, again, at the end of this year, I'm going to call up all the sponsors and be like, hey, so tell me, what did you like? What did you not like? What do you wish we did? And I think, again, like that comes back to just being a founder or working in a startup company. You always just need to chat with, you know, your customers. In our case, our sponsors are our customers to figure mm-hmm. out what's going well and what we need to improve. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to those conversations, honestly, in October because they tell me a lot and they set like yeah. a tone for what we're going to offer then in 2024. Um, cool. But a lot of different moving parts, a lot of research. And I think it's just important to constantly learn and to constantly have those conversations. Yeah, definitely. One of the um one of the roles I play with with companies that were like kind of like that value creation labs is supporting and sort of like a growth accelerator role is sort of kind of strategic alliances with like brands and partners that oftentimes have a platform like Startup Boston Week and one of the event sponsorships that has gone over really well in all the years I've been advising companies um whether it's like at a big event, like the consumer electronics show and you're in Vegas and it's like this huge, this huge mm. massive event. It's like, and how do you stand out? Or it's like a, a industry event. That's just solely the industry event. You know, it's the TV of tomorrow event in San Francisco in either scenario. Um, the sort of like brand sponsor takeover of the, of a marquee party and sort of like event at the, so I'm curious, is there one of those this year? 
Um, <laughs> it, what's happening in the evenings, right? You know, we got a lot of young people in in Boston. Um, I like to consider myself young, but you know, data too. I don't know how much I can participate in the late night fun. Um, but I'm curious, like, what is happening in the evenings, and is that an area where you're like? you know, this, this event, which is brought to you by so-and-so, um, is happening here. Um, yeah. sort of curious, how, like what, what is, what is, what are those festivities looking like? For sure. So we have a lot of stuff on networking base in the evening and, uh, the evenings are always going to be our networking times, but we also have networking, uh, centric events at 8am every single day as well. So we have a lot of those, um, options available for sure. So to kind of, you know, pull back the curtain, um, every morning at 8am, we have Coffee and Coaches. It's our new series that's a part of Start of Boston Week. Um, but that, to your point, is sponsored by Silicon Valley Bank. And we're really excited to be working with them for that Coffee and Coaches mm-hmm. series. Additionally, during that series too, we're highlighting 14 different coaches that all come with different sets of expertise. So if you're looking to just pick someone's brain for free on what you should do with your career or your financials or, you know, you need some input in terms of, you know, executive coaching help or, you know, life coaching or anything like that. It's the place to get your questions answered. There's going to be, you know, folks from Silicon Valley Bank and 14 different coaches that are excited to help put you in that right, right direction. And you also get like, you know, free coffee, which I love. I love coffee. I'm like addicted. My friends know this. Um, And like, you know, a free croissant or Danish or something like that. Like, why not? Come eat, drink coffee, get questions answered, meet some cool folks. It's going to be so much fun. Do you have a coffee partner? Coffee partner? Do you have a... Um, Silicon Valley Bank is the one who's really, you know, paying for the the coffee, coffee, the food, um, and really our headline sponsor for that event. Have you ever ever talked to Eric Modell, who's the founder of uh, Bean Trust? I have. I know. (laughs) I already know where you're going with this. (laughs) He's a good coffee partner for the future. He's in Beverly. That's why. He's got his first brick and mortar, like, right by my house. Well, Eric, um, if you hear this, I'm gonna hit yeah. you up in future years to chat coffee. <laughs> cool. Yeah, his, yeah, he 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 appreciates a good cup of Joe like we do. Okay, I love so that's coffee. all. Yes, likewise. Sorry, and then keep, in the keep evenings, going. we have a lot going on as well. So we have our welcome party, which is Monday night. That's brought to you by um, Net Capital and Fidelity. Um, so come eat, drink, mingle, network. It's going to be fun. I also hear there's going to be some like musical tunes playing as well. Mm. It's going to be a good time. Um, Tuesday, we have that startup crawl. So again, that is what I like to call the traveling feast, where we go from venue to venue. Um, and that's brought to you by underscore VC, work bar, and uh, we work. So it's going to be a blast. And you're going to meet like a ton of new people and get your steps in. Like, come on, it's going to be a fun time. Wednesday, we have a career fair. And that is going to be right, you know, at Suffolk University. So if you're looking to switch careers or looking for your next job, we have a lot of great startups and other companies that are hiring. And then Friday night, we have our send-off party, which is when we have to tell everyone goodbye and it's been a fun week and it will be. And then we'll start planning for 2024. So it's going to be a good time. <laughs> nice. So is there anything happening Thursday night? It's going to be low-key. What I have yeah. learned in past years is by the time Thursday night comes around, people are just yeah. exhausted. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cool. So, so uh, it's like, we're, we're it kind of like... Uh, we're pumping the brakes a bit Thursday night. That way everyone can yeah. come back right in early at 8 a.m. when we kick off our sessions for the investor track um, specifically. Nice. So if you want to meet some great VCs, learn from angel investors, Friday is the day for it. Um, and then I mean the party starts at 4 p.m. Yes. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. You, know what, you know what just dawned on me? Like, do you have... I mean... You could probably form a, a partnership and have a nice little, maybe a little affiliate code for some local hotels. How many people are coming and staying in Boston that don't live in Boston because they want to be there for the whole week? Which I, you know, I guess yeah, we get pricey. I don't know if there's any hotels that do discounts or anything. <laughs> it's ironic you mentioned it, Zach. Honestly, um, this was the first year I had many, many people asking if there's a hotel discount. So yeah. for 2023, there is not, but it is going to be something I need to look into yeah, because it is the first yeah. year it's come up. And I think it comes down cool. to, again, like we're improving this year over year, but you bet that's on my novel checklist of stuff to look into for future years. Yeah. <laughs> I can think, I got a couple of buddies in the hospitality industry in, in um, 
and I could see the and like letting their you know maybe giving them a little bit of you know brand um, sponsor treatment in exchange for you know a healthy discount for attendees. Like everyone wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. What, what's um so what's sort of on the docket for the future? Like like now like you, from the from the woman who was once a young girl that created that really extravagant sort of thought out camp plan. Like I imagine you're, you, you've envisioned years into the future. Uh, I'm sort of curious, like not next year, like maybe three to five years in the future. And if you want, if you have like a vision for 10 years down the road, go there. But like, what's like your most aspirational sort of vision of like what, startup Boston week becomes um, sort of, I, I'd love for you to kind of illustrate that a bit. Oh man, there's so many different, <laughs> different things that I want um, in the future of the organization. I would say in general, the really big goal for startup Boston, the organization over the next couple of years is we truly want to be the place that people go to learn where they should go to network with their industry or their department or who they should chat with to help build their company or department. Like we really want to be um, the place where the melting pot is, right? We want to pull all the resources together, not just in Boston, but throughout Massachusetts, throughout New England, and really be the place folks go to to figure out where to go to network, where to go to learn. Like that is Mm -hmm. the ultimate goal of Startup Boston is to bring people together 360 65 days a year. Um, We've done such a great job, honestly, at doing it throughout Startup Boston Week. So this is just part of taking it to the next level. Like, let's make this more than just five days. And that's really going to be like the big task um, our teams should be focused on after Startup Week is what can we do better to support the startup community? Um, What questions do they have? What types of programming are they looking for? Like, we want to gather all of that information. So if you're listening to this and you have ideas, just hit me up on LinkedIn and let me know what you're thinking because I want to know. And then ultimately too, I mean, Star Boston Week has been uh, been a very time-consuming effort for about seven years. So ultimately the next step too is to figure out how this can pay a couple of people to run the organization. I do think in order to keep the conference very, you know, rooted to the startup scene, we will always need to lean on volunteers to really make that conference happen um, and to also bring in fresh ideas and to really, you know, bring in new speakers because we love highlighting folks. Sometimes this is their first speaking engagement, which I love. So I think in order for this to always be tied to the community, there will always need to be a team of volunteers making it happen. But I also think in the future, we'll need to have one or two people on staff that are also paid for this full time. And that way, if God forbid, something ever happens to me and I get sick or, you know, anything can happen. It's life. Like it still has a future and it's still the movement you know, that's funded and supported by the startup community. So definitely mm-hmm. thinking more as well about really future-proofing it. Because as we mm-hmm. as we established earlier in this conversation, I'm always like, let's go with it. Let's do yeah. it. And now I have to put on the different hat of how will this survive if something happens to me? Um, so yeah. very much kind of changing that perspective there too um, internally as we figure out, you know, future operations yeah. and what this organization looks like. Cool. I have an idea. I have sort of thinking to run by oh, you. Tell me. Um, Are you going to solve my and, problems? Please do. Tell me. <laughs> uh, well, I do. I mean, <laughs> that is what people hire me for. For so <laughs> agile solutions. So here, here's here's some here's some riffing for you um, that I, that I think we can collab on in the future. So my mindset on storytelling and publishing is that like every brand, every organization is needs to sort of behave and exhibit characteristics of a media company. Um, and I love hearing your vision for like 365 days around the year, like Startup Boston. Just Startup Boston is like a hub for folks in and around, in the community to connect with the right people, to get the right resources they need, et cetera, et cetera. I immediately think like co- the content types that exist to facilitate that. I think of... Um, I think of podcasts, I think of, of video content, I think of like one or two to many, I think of um, uh, 
like sort of like live, you know, forums, I I think of, of, I think of content, right. I think of like all these like publishing model ideas. And it's interesting, like even right now, like one of the companies that we work, um, value creation labs works closely with is Scrum Inc. So they're Mm -hmm. a co-creator of Scrum, Dr. Jeff Sutherland, recent guest on the podcast. He's been doing, you know, he's been, has Scrum Inc around for a few decades now. Uh, it's it mainly been a consulting business and it's been instructor sort of live led training business. How are they future-proofing their business? They're capturing their best learnings from their consulting practice and their best, they're taking their best trainers and their best courses from their instructor live led training. The creating of like a, a video on demand sort of platform an ecosystem of content for folks to sort of access and so and do sort of self-paced learning. And so um, I feel like that's a really interesting evolution for Startup Boston to sort of, and given the way you've approached, Steffi, really, you have gone and like created this thing that's blossomed and you have all these partners. Like I'm already working with Fidelity on a storytelling initiative right now. Like we're doing a, a, a spoiler alert. Like we're doing a report on artificial intelligence that will come out later this year. And we're going to do some videos and, 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 and interviews and, and, st- and, and stuff like that. And sort of like the goal going into next year is to do more like sort of multifaceted multimedia sort of like productions around like, you know, clusters of innovation from where, where we get the investor opinions and we get the entrepreneur and founder opinions and we get the analyst sort of um, analysis of it all. And, you know, finding and, and, and then showcasing that and making that accessible to as many people as possible. Um, so I think it's really interesting if Startup Boston kind of sits in this position to kind of be a, a media hub. Where like, I don't know if you remember Boston oh, back in the 2000s, well before it got acquired by American City Business Journals, but they had this sort of like, they had a bit of this model going where they were like, it was too much, but they were allowing, you know, sponsors to come in, we'll spot the, to, to create channels and like create, you know, they had to get approved, but they could create and share and distribute content in the Boston O ecosystem. A lot of how Boston O kind of blew up and got really big from like an SEO and sort of like digital awareness perspective well beyond Boston and it impacted more people was this sort of like community driven, you know, sort of like give open source, the content management system, the CMS to like the community with certain rules and and like, and be a hub for the content from all because one group or one editorial newsroom is not going to have enough resources to do it all. And so that's an interesting um, opportunity in front of Boston generally. And, and I've been thinking about it since I came back in 2018 from LA. I feel like, I feel like you're in a really unique position to be like a key, like linchpin and like that future solution where like this hub that's brought to you by Fidelity and underscore BC and all these sort of like minds in the community. Like they're, they're the same folks that I talk to about these things. I feel like there's a real opportunity to like take like this, like, you know, media hub, this like media innovation kind of hub, um, sort of approach to, to the future. So that's, that's what's on my mind. I love it. And honestly, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Zach. I'm totally going to go back to Start Boston Week right now. I'm like, this reminds me of those conversations I have at Start Boston Week too. Cool. We're like, wait, <laughs> yeah. you're thinking this? Have you thought about that? Like, I literally yeah. love these conversations. Like, these conversations yeah. are give me like goosebumps. It's like, I think why we both do what we do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, to your point, there's definitely a lot there. There's a lot of options. Um, I think that you and I are kind of, you know, on the same trail of what we're thinking Star Boston could potentially potentially um do and there's also a few other you know ideas bouncing around my head which i'll keep to myself for now in terms of what also we're thinking of doing to support the start ecosystem but um no i mean i love these conversations truly like in terms of oh like let's think let's brainstorm let's you know figure out how to tackle this i love it (laughs) yeah good yeah me too um before we get into our fun final question, we always ask people like, "What other like what other things? Is there any things I haven't asked you about, or things that you, you know, that you'd like to share? Um, you know, kind of as we, you know, get ready for another fun start of Boston week." Well, I'm really excited to see everyone on September 
11th to 15th at Suffolk University for sure. Um, really looking forward to it. It's definitely shaping up to be our largest conference yet. And I know I share that every year, but it's true. So I think we're going in the right direction where every year is bigger and better than the last year, which is exactly what you want from a conference. You always want to be surprised by, you know, what's happening next. So we have a lot of like the new initiatives um, mentioned earlier. We have, you know, our headshots. We have our startup crawl. We have coaches and coffee. We have a lot of fun things. Oh, also our podcast stage where you will be Zach. It'll be great. So if anyone wants to meet Zach, show up. You can meet him in person there at Suffolk University. Um, And I'm really looking forward to all of it. And I think like, again, the whole purpose of Startup Boston Week is let's bring folks together. Let's get them in the same room. Let's get them answers to all of the questions they have. This is your time to come armed with every single question. We have, you know, subject matter experts from every department, from different types of investment arms, all industries. Like this is a great place. You will find someone that can answer your question. We'll make sure of it. Um, So really excited to see everyone there. Nice. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing everyone there too. And I'll, I'll be on stage September 14th. That's the Thursday from three to 6 PM. Folks can come. Yes. Check it out. We'll I'm be, so uh, excited. I'm going to listen yeah. in, listen into his live interviews too, folks. It's yeah. great. Take photos with him in the background. It's going to be there a fun go. time. <laughs> if you're lucky, I'll take the headband out. Maybe let the fro go a little bit. Um, we'll see. You got to get the crowd going for that. Uh, final question. We always like to sort of um, allow our guests to just sort of like, you know, challenge listeners. I, I think yours isn't going to surprise folks based on some of the leaps you've taken in your life. But what's your challenge for folks listening today? My big challenge for you is just to hit up someone you don't know and, you know, ask them the question you've always wanted to ask them. I think the whole way, you know, Startup Awesome Week really started was me just taking the leap and hitting up a few hundred folks I didn't know and saying, hey, do you want to speak at this conference that hasn't existed? I have no data points to show you whatsoever. There could be zero people that showed up, but it'll be really, really fun. Like, do you want to? And I think, like, that is how a lot of, you know, that's how stuff is built. That's how things get done. They get done by you taking the lead by you, you know, just saying, well, might as well ask. Worst case, they say no. So I definitely would challenge everyone if there's someone that you're looking to learn from, if there's something you've always wanted to ask, you know, someone within your professional network because you'd really like to learn from them, just go for it. Reach out to them. Worst case, they ignore you. At least then you know. Might as well. So that's the big thing I would challenge you to do. I love it. I love it. As someone who's burrowed into a lot of different interesting areas in business from cold emails um, and and just outreach, I think that's really good advice. And and I hope folks take it who haven't tried it before because you'd be surprised. People will answer. Um, yeah, they do. I, I, like f- fun fact, like I've, I'm a nerd fan of Alexis Ohanian, the founder of Reddit, because he actually and he actually founded Reddit like back when he was like at Tufts, like a Diesel Cafe in Davis Square. I cold emailed him way back in the day, and like he responded, and then like we became like Twitter buds, and like it was just it honestly like just it it lifted me up. It made me it gave me a lot of confidence to like do that more, and I did that when I moved to LA. I was like I'm just gonna like find people and reach out to them and give it a shot. And you'd be surprised who responds. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to, I don't know if I get an invite. that story. Go yeah. take the leap. Do it. <laughs> go take the leap. There you go. Um, and with that, yeah, uh, it's been a pleasure, Steph. And um, you, Zach. Thanks for having me. I really look forward to seeing you in person and uh, looking forward to sharing this with the community and looking forward to our, you know, collaborations to come in yes. the years to come. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me, Zach. This was so much fun. I really appreciate it. Excited to see everyone at Star Boston Week. (laughs) Yeah. See see you soon, Boston. Cheers.